Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode 11 of The History Of, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. I'm your host, Wolfie Tash. On March 25th, 2014, the Los Angeles Lakers found themselves officially eliminated from playoff contention. It was just their second time not making the playoffs in the past two decades, and it was something that the team and its fans had not become accustomed to. Fast forward five years, and the Lakers still have not made it back to the postseason. However, the team is poised to break that streak this year after acquiring superstars Anthony Davis and LeBron James over the past two seasons. But how did one of the most storied franchises in sports history go through such a prolific losing streak? This is the history of the Lakers' longest postseason drought in franchise history. Coming into the 2013-2014 NBA season, the Los Angeles Lakers were in a tight spot. They had just been dismantled by the San Antonio Spurs during the first round of the 2013 Western Conference playoffs, and to make things worse, the team was going to be without their superstar Kobe Bryant for most of the year after he tore his Achilles just before the start of the playoffs. The team was coming off their worst record since 2007 after finishing 45-37, and the team also had lost longtime owner Jerry Buss who had passed away during the season. And the team had fired head coach Mike Brown just five games into the season and was left without a set head coach for most of the rest of the year. Now, this was just a year removed from pairing together what was supposed to be the next great super team after the Lakers had brought in Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to pair with Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. While on paper this team looked pretty unstoppable, Injuries derailed any chance of the team ever having a shot to compete for a title, culminating with Kobe's Achilles injury that cost him eight months of his career. To go along with all the injuries, the Lakers were also lacking in star players. Prior to the year, Dwight Howard had left for free agency, and without Kobe Bryant on the team, the team was left to fend for itself with a 39-year-old injury-prone Steve Nash, an aging Pau Gasol, And besides Nick Young, a bunch of guys you have probably never heard of or had probably forgotten were still in the NBA. All in all, this led the Lakers to having their worst season of the 2000s, finishing at 27-55, prompting head coach Mike D'Antoni to resign before the end of the season. It was a pretty embarrassing time for the team who, up until this point, had seen nothing but success. Prior to this season, the Lakers had only had one season finishing under 500 since the 1993-1994 season. During that stretch of time, the Lakers won five NBA titles and made the playoffs in every year except 2004. The team was the gold standard across basketball, so it came as a surprise to not see the purple and gold in the playoffs, let alone with the 27-55 and record. So at the start of the next year, the Los Angeles Lakers were looking to move forward and rebuild from their previous disastrous season. But there were a handful of factors preventing the Lakers from doing so. 
However, the Lakers got hit with the injury bug again as number seven overall pick Julius Randle went down in just game one of his NBA career, causing him to miss the entire 2014-2015 season with that injury. The second thing that happened was their biggest pieces were deciding to leave. Prior to the start of that season, the Lakers lost both Pau Gasol and Jody Meeks to free agency, while in March of 2015, Steve Nash decided to call it a career and retire. Finally, there was the issue of bad contracts. Now, just before the start of that season, the Lakers had decided to make Kobe the highest paid player in basketball with a two-year, $50 million contract. At the time, it was the right thing to do considering how great Kobe was and how much he had done for the team in the past. However, Kobe's salary now accounted for over 30% of the team's payroll and along with the money they still owed to Nash, the team could not afford to pay any big-name free agents to come join their team. So, that year they missed out on a chance at free agents like Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. All this culminated in the Lakers finishing the season with a 21-61 and record, the new worst record in franchise history and the first time the Lakers had ever finished a season with 60-plus losses. This was one of the lowest points in Laker history, and at least the team was thinking to themselves, it can't get any worse than it already was. And boy, were they wrong. Instead of paying top-name free agents, they elected to trade for Roy Hibbert and sign Brandon Bass, Lou Williams, and Meadow World Peace to contracts, while also adding players D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson through the draft. Now, on paper... You look at the pieces that this team had, and they weren't necessarily a terrible team. They were just young and inexperienced. The young players, though, were not able to truly get a chance to shine as they all played second fiddle to Kobe. Prior to this season, Kobe had announced he was retiring from the game at the end of the year. So, naturally, he got his farewell tour everywhere he went. While Kobe was averaging just 17.5 points per game on just 36% shooting, it was clear that Kobe still wanted the spotlight on him rather than allowing younger players to get more experience and develop their game. Without anyone there to really support Kobe, the rest of the team was just too young to compete with the extremely talented Western Conference and the Lakers got worse, finishing the year with the worst record in basketball going a measly 17-65, and 65, making it the third straight year that the team had set their franchise record for losses in a season, and the first time the Lakers had ever finished with 65 or more losses in one year. But there was one bright spot that came on the last day of the year when Kobe turned back the clock and dropped 60 points in a Lakers come-from-behind home win versus the Jazz 101-96. As Kobe rode off into the sunset, heading towards the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Lakers were left in shambles. Their only choice was to begin the rebuild, for real this time. Coming into the next season, the Lakers were able to add Brandon Ingram and Ivica Zubak through the draft, while spending a total of $186 million in free agent contracts for Luau Deng, Timothy Mozgov, and Jordan Clarkson. Okay. Uh, the team also brought former player Luke Walton aboard to man the ship and coach the team going forward. 
D'Andro Russell had continued to get better, and Brandon Ingram looked like another solid piece to pair with Julius Randle in the backcourt. And suddenly, the Lakers had something going with this strong young core for Walton and his staff to build around. During the season, the front office team was turned completely upside down after Jeannie Buss decided she wanted to take complete control of the team and fired her brother Jim and longtime general manager Mitch Kupchak, replacing them with Lakers great Magic Johnson and Kobe's former agent, Rob Palinka. While the Lakers seemed to be making good progress towards righting the ship, the team became the center of attention in a really bad way. After a tape was leaked showing D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young talking about Young cheating on his then fiance rapper Iggy Azalea. The tape completely threw off the team chemistry and they were never really able to recover from the incident. The Lakers finished the year 26 and 56 and while they weren't the worst team in basketball anymore, they were still pretty damn bad. The 2017-2018 season was the first where Magic Johnson was allowed to choose who he wanted to play with. Luke Walton had had a year to get to know his team and the players. And while D'Angelo Russell was ultimately traded away because of his off-the-field antics, the team took Lonzo Ball with the second overall pick in the draft. Ball was touted as an NBA-ready guard and even won the Summer League MVP. Along with forward Kyle Kuzma and guard Josh Hart, the team now had a solid group of players to continue to build around. During that season, the team realized it was number 27 overall pick Kyle Kuzma who had made the biggest name for himself, finishing in the top three of the Rookie of the Year vote. While Lonzo Ball was good, but not as great as he had been advertised and found himself hurt more often than not. But going forward with Kyle Kuzma, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart all having better years than expected, the Lakers actually looked like a team that could compete in years to come. They finished the year with a 35-47 and record, which was good for 10th in the West, and it was the most wins the team had had since the 2012-2013 season, but they missed the playoffs yet again. During the summer of 2018, LeBron James had announced that he was leaving Cleveland and hitting the free agent market. This time, the Lakers were all in on him and ended up signing James to a max contract in the offseason. Now, with LeBron leading the way and a group of young, talented players surrounding the best player in the world, the Lakers were extremely confident that they would be able to break their playoff list streak. The team started playing really well and actually got really good towards the end of November and December. Between November 1st and December 25th, the Lakers went 17-9 and and had started to show real signs that they could contend for a playoff spot. However, once again, the Lakers' hopes and dreams would be slashed by none other than the injury bug, as LeBron James went down with a groin injury on Christmas Day versus the Warriors, causing him to miss the next 17 games. Injuries also plagued Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, and off the field, the drama continuously surrounded the team whether it being the dynamics of the relationship between Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, or the fact that the team had been willing to trade almost all of their young players for a shot at star Anthony Davis, to the entire team publicly alienating LeBron during a game on national television, the Lakers just could not catch a break. They would end up finishing the year 37-45 and 
and missed out on the playoffs once again. Prior to that 2013-2014 season, the Los Angeles Lakers had only missed the playoffs six times in franchise history. After missing the playoffs this past season, the Lakers have now gone six consecutive years without making a playoff appearance. Magic stepped down from his role after all the drama, and it was now up to Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka to try and pick up the pieces. The Lakers eventually pulled off the trade to get Davis. However, it cost them Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a bunch of draft picks. But the team realized that LeBron's not getting any younger, and their window of opportunity to get back to greatness was shrinking faster than ever. With the additions of Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, and Avery Bradley, the Lakers are finally set to break that streak of not making it to the playoffs and are even the second favorite team overall to win the NBA title. So, will this be the year that the Lakers break their streak, or will the most storied team in NBA history go another year without a shot at the title? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you all so much for listening today. Please be sure to check out the next episode of The History Of, coming soon, and check out the Believe Podcast Network for other great sports podcasts like this one. I'm Wolfie Tash, and you've been listening to The History Of on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.